Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast. This is Brandon Allen. And I'm excited about this podcast, one of my first of the new year, 2016. And as I think about the outcomes that I want people to get from this show, there's a couple of specific areas that I really want to focus on. One of those being leadership, the other being building your authority. And building your authority is is what I want to talk about today. And I know I've talked a lot about sales recently, but these topics just come up again and again for business owners because of the reluctance that a lot of business owners have around promoting themselves, promoting their message, promoting their vision. And and there's a number of different reasons why people don't want to do that. I mean, people don't want to be, uh, as I talked about a couple of weeks ago, they don't want to be a used car salesman or come across as as a slimy, slick type of a person that's trying to swindle you out of your last dollar or or your car or whatever it is. People don't want to come across that way, and I totally respect that, and I get it. And I think there's a lot of, you know, with the proliferation of social media and all the different digital media outlets that you have now and that you have access to, there's just a lot of douchebaggery that goes around as a result of that. I mean, if I hear one more person say, how humbled they are about something and then brag about themselves, I may punch that person in the face the next time I see him because I'm tired of that shit. So stands the reason that we're humble. You know, we want to be humble. We want to be reluctant to really promote ourselves. But the reality is, is if we don't promote ourselves and what we do and what our message is, our following and our constituency is going to listen to someone else. They're going to gravitate towards a different message, and it may not be the right message for that person. Your message may be the message that that person needs to hear, but you're not putting out the content that people need to hear. And I'll say this because I think one of the biggest areas that holds people back from really building their authority is that we operate under the mistaken identity and and mistaken assumption that our greatness at what we do is enough. Hey, I'm a great dentist. I'm a great plumber. I'm a great consultant. I'm a great chiropractor. I'm a great podiatrist. I'm a great physical therapist. Whatever it is that you do, you think that your greatness is enough. And unfortunately, it's not. Because the problem is, most people don't know the difference between average and great in whatever service that they're getting. So for instance, if I get my car fixed and someone fixes my car, that's okay. That's why I brought it there. But I don't know the difference between someone who's just able to fix my car and someone who's really good at solving a problem and has an exceptional eye for the mechanic work that he or she does that will transcend them above the average who's someone that I need to go and see because their expertise are so top-notch. I don't know the difference. I wouldn't be able to tell you good workmanship from bad. Now, if my friend comes over to my house who's a home builder, he can tell me certain things about a house and how it was built that's good and certain things that were done that isn't so good. 
And for the things that were good, I get all excited about. And then for the things that weren't so good, I feel like shit about myself. And I say, hey, thanks for coming over. But in, in all seriousness, you know, it's interesting. I'm like, oh, great. I, I would never have known that. I've never seen that. And and that's the problem with most of our industries is the average person does not spend time educating themselves or pondering what greatness looks like in a particular industry. Someone doesn't sit back and think, boy, I wonder what a great root canal or a great crown or creating a great molding for this crowd. I don't know what the difference is between what's great and what's not. And I'm not spending any time pondering it. The only time I think about dentistry is when I'm brushing my teeth. And when I have a dental appointment that particular week, that's it. And for you, it's probably the same, except for some of you who are listening may very well be dentists. So you're thinking about it all the time and that's okay. But the average person, they're not thinking about that. They don't know. So if you don't educate that person, on what it is that you do and how it's different from someone else, they're not going to know. Their untrained eye isn't going to know. You know, I work with chiropractors and they want to get all crazy about, you know, hey, I do NUCA or I do, you know, this type of upper cervical technique or I use this tool or this thing. Most people don't know about that and most people don't care. What they really want to know is, can you get me results? But you can make them care and help them care by educating them about the difference between what you do and maybe what someone who's average does so that your clientele can look at that and understand the difference. Because most people think a dentist is a dentist, a financial planner is a financial planner. They all say roughly the same things. Now, by and large, that may be true. But there is a cream and upper echelon of people, particularly that I work with, that do things different that are breaking the norms, that are doing things that are cutting edge, that are creating different paradigms of how their industry is operated in. But people don't know that. They have no idea. And, and in the end, what we really want by building our authority is, number one, we want to be perceived as an expert. But number two, we want smarter customers. Smarter customers pay more money. Smarter customers stick around longer. Smarter customers are easier to work with because they know and understand the game. Uneducated customers don't understand that. They price shop. They leave over price. They leave over two or three bucks. They don't understand the nuances of certain things, so they get frustrated and they leave because they have unrealistic expectations. How often have you worked with someone who's had unrealistic expectations? That's tough. And that may go into part of your onboarding process or how you bring someone on or how you message someone. You know, for instance, in my business, I tell people, look, if you want something that's a quick, easy, done for you fix, don't call me. I don't do that. Call this guy who will sell you the 247 a month system that's all online training that is a supposedly quote unquote out of the box done for you system. That's not my deal. That's not what I do. I create custom tailored solutions for clients based on their individual needs and where they want to grow and develop. So we want to create, you know, my whole point in bringing that up is we want to create a better educated customer. And the only way we're going to do that is to create education. And by creating education, the byproduct of that is now you've expanded your authority, whether it be doing a podcast, writing articles, either for yourself or for someone else speaking at an event, either your event or someone else's event, 
There's a lot of different ways that you can build your authority. But if you if you want to think about what is the simplest, easiest way that I can market my business, educating your clientele is that. I read an article a few years ago by Harvard Business Review that talked about marketing in the digital age. And the consumption of digital advertising, marketing, products and services, I mean, it's just growing and growing. And I've, I've heard some projections that, you know, within the next five to 10 years that it will have supplanted TV as the number one consumed uh, outlet for personal consumption. Digital media will rule TV at some point in time. It's coming. So people are looking online. And so this whole article in Harvard Business Review was about marketing in the digital age. And what they realized is that when people hear about you, they research you online. They do look at things online to see who is this person? What am I going to see? Is it going to be, you know, John Doe, he sucks. John Doe is great. Here's John Doe's article. Here's an interview he did here. What am I going to see when I Google that? And what they recognized in the article was that people were going on and searching and doing research online about products and services and companies. And they were going to forums, chat rooms, you name it, asking questions. Now, that begged the question for Harvard Business Review, if 60 plus percent of people are consulting the internet before they make a buying decision, are you part of the conversation or are you letting other people dictate that conversation? Now, that could be good or it could be bad, but I want to have as much control over that conversation as I can. Not to say that I can control what someone else says about me, but I want to be able to show up and at least be a part of that conversation and have some input as to what people hear and what is being said about my company. So when you're thinking about building authority, think about how you can educate people and do that. I heard a business friend of mine, a colleague of mine talk about how building authority is one of the greatest multipliers you can have in your business. It is a high level multiplier. The greater your authority, the greater your business growth is. Now, you know, I don't know where those statistics come from or, or, you know, how valid that is, but I do see that. When I worked in the corporate world, your, your authority was everything. Your authority dictated whether you were going to get promoted or not, how you were perceived by other people. Authority was important. When I worked as a COO, I noticed, and we worked on a bestseller campaign, having a bestselling book is all about authority. People see a New York Times bestselling book, wow, that's authority. That is someone who is an absolute preeminent authority on this particular topic. When you go out and speak in an event, I don't care if you know your stuff or you don't. When you're in front of a group of people, people naturally perceive you as an authority. So are you out there growing those skills to help you be an authority? And I think what holds us back in this area is we say things like, well, I'm not a writer or I look stupid in front of videos or the camera adds 10 pounds. I, I'm not comfortable public speaking. I don't know what to say. And the reality is, is you know all these things. And the reality is, is that, and I've, I've talked about this before, I've wrote this before, but you've got to give yourself permission to suck so you can get good at things. When I think about me speaking six or seven years ago, it's really painful. When I started doing workshops, they weren't the best workshops. They were okay, but they weren't great. Today, the workshop looks a lot different than it did several years ago. And that's from 
working and applying my craft, training and educating myself, getting coaching and mentoring from certain people to help me take my game to the next level. And I'm confident that you can too. I had a year where I wrote literally 300 articles for my blog, 300 articles. That was not easy, but over time I started to be able to hit a three to 500 word article in 30 minutes or less. 30 minutes or less, three to 500 words, bam, done. It's out, it's, it's on paper, it's ready to go, and I'm not taking all day. You know, when I first started writing, it took me all day to write an article. Uh, I mean, it was literally like a project. I, you know, I, I was the guy with like the coffee mug and the robe on a Saturday morning and, you know, don't, no, no one come in, no one bother me. I got to write this article. After a while, I started getting to a point where I could just go to a coffee shop, knock out a couple of articles, and I was done. So think about how you can build your social proof. So the last thing I want to say about social proof uh, or, or building your authority is social proof. Social proof is huge. And social proof is like, Probably the biggest thing that I hear neglected from professionals that I work with and business owners that I work with is there's no testimonials to the work that they do. I say, hey, who's your favorite person that you work with? Oh, this person. We did this and we did this and here was their outcome and it was huge. And I said, great. I said, where can I find their testimonial? Oh my God, a testimonial. We don't have a testimonial. Where can I find their video where they talk about how great? Oh, I don't have a video that talks about how great we did. But if you want to be recognized as an authority, you can be the person that always talks about yourself, but eventually it falls short because you're always just telling me how great you are. That's great. But now when other people are saying that, now I can listen to that. Now I've got other people who are in my situation who needed to walk where I wanted to walk, who got the same help from you to get to that next level. That's what building authority is all about. So if you're not taking the time to get social proof, and it's more than just getting five stars on Google. I'm talking about meaningful testimonials with people saying meaningful things. And if they're saying things like, this person was great, I thought it was super, that is not a good enough testimonial. It's really got to dig down to the heart and the meat of what you do, addresses people's concerns, but also offers some hope at the other side because of the work that you did with that person. That is a great way to build authority, and that is an un recognized and underutilized way to build that authority within your marketplace. So think about how you can build your authority for 2016. What is missing? How can you fill in that education gap? How can you take the time to educate people? That's one thing I hear all the time. I don't have time for that, but we've got to make time. We've got to create those rhythms for education. We've got to create that time to record a podcast like this or write an article or film a video or get a testimonial. And if you need help and support, get help and support. Don't do it yourself. Get some help. Get experts in your corner that can help you build your authority and therefore build your business and watch it grow. So if you're looking at 2016 and you're looking at your plan and you do not have that help and support, you need to go to newworkrevolution.com. You need to fill out the assessment under the business coaching and tools and you need to get on my schedule to do a free profit potential index call. If you haven't done this, this is a, an in-depth call where we go through questions about your business and really turn over all the different rocks and look in all the different nooks and crannies of your business and look at, okay, where is your business leaving money on the table? Where is it leaking money? How can we address that so that you can recapture that money that you're leaking and make 2016 the most powerful, freeing, 
growth-oriented year that you've had to date. So if you haven't done that yet, go to New Work Revolution and check it out. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, I welcome those as well. Please go to New Work Revolution and hit me up. Again, I want to thank everyone for listening. If you enjoyed the show and it was helpful, please share it. And until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.